Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by... I actually met my wife on CatholicSingles.com, if you can believe that. Really? And about Yes, I had never done that before. Didn't have any problems with dating. Natalie and Aaron met on CatholicSingles.com after they realized that they needed to find someone who shared their faith. Meet other faithful Catholics on the original Catholic dating site. Download our app today for free. Looking for a way to build daily prayer discipline? Seen the rise in mindfulness meditation, but not sure if it is possible to meditate in a way that's consistent with your Catholic faith? Just looking for a way to breathe new life into your existing prayer routine? No matter what you're looking for, Hollow is here to help. Hollow is a Catholic prayer and meditation app that helps users deepen their relationship with God through audio-guided contemplative prayer sessions. From meditations on the daily gospel to the rosary to daily examines, Hollow has something for everyone. Hollow is the number one Catholic app in the U.S. It is free to download and has permanently free content, but you can also check out all of the premium sessions for 30 days, risk-free, by signing up at www.hollow.com. Dot app slash breadbox. Praise be Jesus Christ. Now and forever. I'm Alexandra Sullivan. And I'm Father Connolly. Welcome to Raising Saints, Helping Kids Hear God's Voice. We're a priest and a mom who are eager to do our best to answer kids' questions about God, the church, the faith, and more. But most importantly, to help them to grow in their relationship with God and ultimately hear His voice. Hello, Father Connolly. Hi, Mrs. Sullivan. How are you? I am just great. We're actually sitting together. This is amazing. <laughs> Outdoors yep. on the patio. Six feet apart, Six naturally. Feet apart. I think it's more like eight feet. <laughs> <laughs> but we are recording together for the first time in a while. Yes. It's nice. It's been uh, a doozy of a couple of months. It has the, been. That's the proper theological term. Doozy. Doozy. Yeah. Doozy. <laughs> Should yeah. we pray before we get started? Absolutely. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Mm-hmm. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it as was, it was in, beginning, in the beginning, is now, now and, and ever shall be, world, world without, without end. end. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So we are going to do like a season wrap-up, as we ended abruptly in yeah. the midst of everything. Yeah, just like everyone else, right? Yes. <laughs> Adios. Kind of put things on hold, but we're, we're coming back to life slowly but surely. So we have a couple of questions mm-hmm. that we will uh, answer, and maybe we'll just catch up for a few minutes. Sounds good. Right? And talk about how we've been doing yeah. uh, in time of pandemic. In time of pandemic. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's been mentally challenging, to say the least. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. We were just talking before this, and I think that's been probably the hardest part is not seeing people, seeing people you care about, um, being separated from those things that you really love and yeah, 
but I don't know. Positives have come out of it too, right? Absolutely. I think from, I mean, we have very vastly different experiences over the last three months, right? But in our family here, it's been generally a positive experience. Hmm. So we, my husband can work from home. So that's great. We don't have that exposure of someone who has to go out to work. We're very lucky in that way. Um, schoolwork, the school was great. Got everybody on board. Yeah, like the distance learning was hard, but, you know, it wasn't the worst experience. Right. Um, and we've had so much time together. When we have had, that's, I think that's been the best thing because we were, like every other family who has, school age kids, we were hustling everywhere previously. And that's been the nice thing to slow down during this time and family dinners and yeah, some kids learning how to cook. Somebody here made pancakes the other morning Ooh. all by herself. Mm. I like pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> they were chocolate chip Mickey Mouse pancakes. Oh. Well, we're just going to have to Tell her to whip up a batch right now while we're recording. <laughs> Samantha. <laughs> yeah. And now we're back at mass and I'm very grateful for St. Columba to be offering outdoor masses. Yeah, it's certainly been interesting. We, uh, last summer around this time, we were just getting started on our renovation of our church. And so we were celebrating mass in the school gym. And I remember thinking, okay, I have to, go through this right now, but it's going to pay off. And this time next year, I'm going to be celebrating mass <laughs> in that beautiful church every day. And Well, God seems to have it's come up with a different plan. Some crazy twist. Yeah. Well, not that twist. he just came up with it, right? He's <laughs> eternal. I'm the one who's not, though I don't always remember that. But, uh, so we're, we're saying mass outside. Of course, if it rains or if it's uh, too brutally hot. We're, we're not going to do that because mm -hmm. that's just not smart. Right. You know, and um, we are allowed to have 25% of our church's capacity mm -hmm. inside, um, which is a, a good number. I think, you know, somewhere between 170 and 200, something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. So we can do it, but it seems to put everyone at, at ease a little bit to be able to be out in the open air and, and, um, you know, bring your own lawn chair, mm -hmm. BYOC. <laughs> and, uh, and, and we're still celebrating a, a very beautiful reverent liturgy. I was amazed, uh, pleasantly surprised mm -hmm. how reverent the people were. You yeah. know, and I was afraid that after three months of not attending mass and now being outside, you know, you could see how perhaps that could get a little silly. Yeah. Right. I, I was a little nervous that that um, I mean, that's the whole part of the point of a church building, at least when they were still built really beautifully mm -hmm. um, in their architecture. And it's all it's all designed to draw us into the divine mysteries and, and foster this reverence and in a way that a parking lot just doesn't accomplish. Right. But um, I think people's faith and, and zeal for the Lord and desire for the Eucharist has, if anything, it's grown in these yeah. last three months. Yep. Um, trial, though they certainly were, uh, and, and still are to some degree, you can't say it's all over, right? Mm -hmm. But um, so we're, we're glad you're 
joining us for mass at San Columba. I'm glad. It's. I think we just, like you said, we're one of those people that feel more comfortable right now outside. And we, yeah. in a month from now, it might be completely different. But yeah, it is. It is nice to be able to access that. So we're glad to be back. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we have a few questions that we'll just kind of start tackling. Yeah. Sound good? Absolutely. I think we should start with the one from Sean. Oh, that's a great question. So Sean, (laughs) Sean would like to know father Connolly, Mm -hmm. very important stuff. Yes. Can you wear shorts (laughs) and sneakers when it's hot out? (laughs) Yes, but they have to be black. (laughs) You can't wear shorts. No, just kidding. No, no, no. Um, well, so that's an interesting point. Actually, I, I, we can see the humor in that question yes. coming from a, a a kid, right? But, right. Um, I think he's eight now. Yeah. But I think I. But it, it does it it lends itself actually to a good distinction to make. You know that of the diocesan priesthood versus, say, uh, consecrated religious life. Mm-hmm. Um, you see a, a Franciscan or Dominican friar, um, a Trappist monk, or, or or what have you. They wear what's called a habit, mm-hmm. right? So maybe for a Franciscan, it's either gray or it's brown or sometimes black. It's got a hood. They wear a rope around their waist, yep. sandals on their feet, or maybe nothing on their feet, depending on the community. Um, and that's what they always wear. Right, right. Um, that's not the same as, I suppose you'd kind of call it a dress code <laughs> for yeah. for, uh, for a priest, a diocesan sure. priest. Um now, many of us treat it sort of like a habit, you mm-hmm. know, we go because, so first, practically the distinction being that we, we can wear, you know, a shirt and pants, um, business suit type deal, or we also have something that looks a little more like a religious habit. It's called our cassock. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a long, there's a great spirituality actually hidden in the cassock. It's this long shapeless black garment that covers the priest from basically head to toe. You're not covering his face, but um, from head to toe as a sign of his death to the world and worldly uh, pleasures and desires and, you know, fashions, if you will, Mm -hmm. we're we're not getting into, um, you know, trying to wear the, the most fashionable clothes. And uh, no, we're, we live only for Christ now, and and so that's a sign of that. Um, it also, ideally, will have thirty three buttons, one for each year of our Lord's earthly life. I did not know that. Yeah, you could also have buttons on the sleeves. You might see buttons on the sleeves on some cassocks, um, and there would be five on each sleeve, representing the, the five, five wounds of our Lord. You might see a cassock with two cords on the back, mm-hmm. and you might say. Gee, those are big belt loops, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's not. Actually, I've uh, wondered that. I've yes, often wondered that. Those represent the two cords with which our Lord was scourged as he endured his passion. Wow. Um, the collar, of course, a sign of, of the man's obedience. Um, think of a dog, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're no better than a dog mm-hmm. in, in the grand scheme of things. And so um, as a dog is obedient to his master, so are we, as we promise in our ordination, obedient to our master, the Lord Jesus. Um, there's a, another uh, 
additional garment that some people will call a sash. The fancy word for it is the fascia, right? It goes around the waist. And um, this uh, is supposed to represent the promise of celibate chastity that, that the priest has made. Um, so all of these things sort of hidden in, in plain sight in the priest who wears his cassock and um, beautiful spirituality there. But however, that's not technically a habit. Mm-hmm. Though many of us treat it that way. Right. And, and um, Meaning you wear it when you go to the grocery store or you wear it yeah. when you go to a party or, or things like that. Right. 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 I, I, you know, countless uh, backyard barbecues I've been invited to, have gone to. And then, of course, the comment is, oh, father, aren't you hot in that thing? <laughs> so I respond as my dear pastor of my home parish has taught me. Better to be hot in this life than in the next, my dear. <laughs> That's a good answer. I don't think you've answered that one here. Yeah. But um, I think my kids have actually asked you if you've been yeah. hot. And yeah. you said, yep, but I just offer it up. Yeah, it's a good question. Yeah. Of course, it, it gets toasty, you know, yeah. so it gets a little warm. But um, so I, I <laughs> if I'm going to go, uh, you know, go to the gym or something, yes, I'm going to be wearing shorts and, and sneakers. <laughs> Uh, but even there, you know, I, I found that um, it's a moment, an opportunity for evangelization, mm-hmm. wearing your clerical attire, even if I'm not bound by religious vows or something to wear it everywhere right. I go, it presents an opportunity for evangelization sure. to talk about the faith and about the church. Um, I, I started going to the gym with my gym bag, with my, you know, my workout clothes in it and all. But wearing my clerical attire, wearing mm-hmm. my Roman collar, um, uh, or even my cassock. And you certainly get some funny looks, mm-hmm. right? People don't expect to see a priest walking into the gym. But then you think, well, why not? Why not? Right? We're mm-hmm. human beings too. And we got to stay healthy, stay in shape. And But I've had really good conversations as a result of that people yeah. say um, one guy you know just as an aside the uh gentleman working at the gym making the uh the smoothies and and protein drinks and all that as i was leaving he said you know he had seen me before and now he was seeing me in that uh clerical dress and and he said you know you now that I think of it, you looked like a priest, even in your gym clothes. <laughs> I said, well, what does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? But I guess I'm glad to hear that. Um, <laughs> so I still didn't get a good answer what he meant by that. But um, but you can really see that, that people are happy to see their priest, too. And yeah. even if I don't know a, a particular individual, if they don't know me, they mm-hmm. see the collar and they know that's that's a priest. That's uh, a representative of the mm-hmm. church. That's a representative of Christ Himself. Right. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I guess there are certain certain circumstances, you know, working out or something. I, I wouldn't be wearing a suit or a cassock, but uh, mm-hmm. but most of the time, otherwise, I, yeah. I I love, um, like you said consecrated religious life they wear their habit all the time they will play sports in the habit like they still yeah. enjoy their yeah their their Absolutely. hobbies so like 
I know, and, you know the Sisters of be, Life are on a college campus in Colorado and they'll right. like rollerblade through campus in their habit, which I think is great. Yeah. yeah. And, and it used to be even in the uh, realm of the diocesan priesthood, very similar. Um, decades ago, the seminarians, those men training for the priesthood, um, they lived a, a much more, a much stricter life than uh, is the case now. But they were allowed certain times during the week to go outside and play sports, you know, soccer, softball, what have you, or perhaps take a chaperoned walk through the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, but they had to be in their cassocks. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think some will say, oh, thank God we've lightened up, right? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm certainly more comfortable working out in my shorts and sneakers. Right. Um, but I, at the same time, I, I think not only the witness of um, the the religious or the priest wearing the, the particular attire, um, you know, that represents who they are and what, the, what they're about, but also it's a little opportunity for mortification, something to offer up to God, right? I'm going to be much less comfortable, you know, but, you know, how uncomfortable was our Lord carrying Mm -hmm. the cross? Right. You know, um, sometimes things are uncomfortable. So we can just unite that to his suffering. Um, That's a a great way to to grow in holiness um, and and give witness. But uh, yeah, so I guess there's a few times when I'd be uh, mm-hmm. wearing shorts and sneakers, mm-hmm. but most of the time, no. No. Yeah. So um, maybe we don't have, maybe we're going to keep this episode a little shorter because uh, there's a question here about when did you know you wanted to become a priest? Mm-hmm. And it's hard to fit that answer into a short period yeah. of time. And I think we're going to do another episode or two on vocation. So we yeah. might save that for another time. Yeah. 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 Okay. That way you can tell your whole story and, and yeah. you can hear it. But the, the little preview, my whole life. <laughs> right. Even from... We'll talk about that at length another, another time. time. But... Uh, you kind of had a feeling... For now, yeah. suffice it to say, yeah, my pretty much my whole life. Now, there were moments of doubt, for of sure. But pretty it was there. For, pretty much forever, though. So. Great. So we'll have to conquer that another time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, what are some of our favorite lines or stories from scripture? Mm. Mrs. Hmm. Sullivan. Hmm. Um, my one, one of probably my favorite story is um, the resurrection story when Jesus meets Mary Magdalene mm. in the garden. And then he calls Mary's name. And she finally recognizes him. Like, that's my ultimate favorite. I just love that. Like, I just, you know, like God calls each of us by our name until we recognize him. Like, that's just perfect for me. So what about you? It's funny. Very, very similar to that. The uh, John 21, the post-resurrection encounter with Peter. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, calling him by name. Yeah. Right. And in a way that kind of pierces right to the heart, but it's beautiful, right? He's, he's named him Peter mm-hmm. earlier in the gospel. He's you are Peter upon this rock. I should build my church. But then what does he do? He flops, you know, he denies him. He runs away. Um, so Jesus, after the resurrection, when he comes to him, he says, Simon, do you love me? Mm-hmm. 
you know, it's, I'm taking you back, uh, to before the wind, (laughs) (laughs) you know, we're, we're going back a little now. Um, Mm -hmm. I need to offer you this opportunity to redeem yourself, Yeah, you know, and, uh, and, and he, he is redeemed. He's yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And three times mm-hmm. as he denied him three times. Now he affirms his love for him three times and he's restored. Simon is Peter once again. Um, and I know I've talked to you about this. So I just love Peter. I, yeah. I, I relate to Peter. Peter is my confirmation name. Couldn't really explain why when I was a kid mm-hmm. choosing it. I just, I just knew, yeah. you know, there was no question. You know, choose a saint's name for your confirmation. Well, Peter, of course. <laughs> well, why? I don't. I, I didn't really know, but well, now say, I now right? I know. Don't they say though the saints choose us though too in a way? Like oh, we I like have, that. We have saint friends. Yeah. God assigns them jobs from heaven. Well, I hope he's my friend because <laughs> I need a friend <laughs> like him. Oh my goodness! I, but I just, I can. I mean, I think we could all say this, right? But I can, I can relate to yeah. Peter in so many ways. This thick-headedness and, and yeah. you know, in one moment, um, hey, you you are, <laughs> you know, to whom shall we go? Mm-hmm. And yet. Next then, minute you're then, sinking then I, into the sea. Yeah, then yeah. I fall. And I, yeah. So, but he's, God is constantly reaching out to me, letting me redeem myself in his eyes. And yeah. So, yeah, I love, absolutely love John 21. I also like the humor uh, that we can find in the fact that they're always eating. <laughs> right? You who loves to cook. I love cooking. I love food. And I love that they're always eating. You know, yeah. here's Jesus after the resurrection. He, they've gone out fishing and he's on the beach making breakfast. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. guys, I know you're hungry. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Come on. <laughs> so, but just absolutely love. John. And, and I've been there now. Thank God I've had the opportunity to go to the Holy Land and, yeah. and stand there on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, where mm-hmm. Jesus reunited with his apostles after the resurrection. And just being able to visualize being like Peter, being out there. Now he's even seen Jesus already after the resurrection. He knows he's risen. And yet he's just so thick headed. Yeah. <laughs> He's it's like, hard to he's believe. Still, it's just you know, hard to wrap your head around it. Yeah. Yeah. He, I, I've seen him. I know he's yeah. risen. I know he's conquered sin and death. Yeah. And that he has a plan for me. He said that I would be the rock upon which he'd build his church. And yet, I just don't know what to do. So I'm going to go back to the only thing I've ever known. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going fishing. You know, yeah. I just, and he still persists in, in making his own way. <laughs> and not following Jesus. So what does Jesus do? He comes to him again. And I can just imagine being Peter in that boat, having caught nothing yet again. Sidebar, Peter, Worst not, fisherman a, ever. not a good fisherman. <laughs> like, dude, stop going back to it. You're not that good. No. He never catches anything in no, the never. scripture. You know, he must have been able to catch enough to make a living, right? But, <laughs> but um, you know, that was probably more Andrew than than Simon. <laughs> But uh, Andrew pulled the team. Yeah. But he he just, and it's not incredibly deep water, right? But he just goes for it. He mm-hmm. sees Jesus and he dives in, mm-hmm. and he swims. I mean, he can't wait. He's yeah. like, "See you guys." I'm, yeah. You know, and I think that incredible joy. You know, 
And he just, he sees his friend. Ultimately, yes, is he Lord? Yes. Is he master? Yes. Is he mm. the risen conqueror of death? Yes. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, who's Jesus to Peter? It's his best friend. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he wants that for each of us. Mm -hmm. I, I, it gives me chills. Yeah. That's what he wants for, for, for you and me too. I would just, yeah. it's incredible. So that's a long way of saying I like John <laughs> chapter 21. <laughs> I like that you had a very long explanation. I just had my very like, yep, that's the story I like. <laughs> Um, also I will say I'm a big fan of, um, St. Paul and a lot of his letters. I like the way that he like bluntly calls people out on stuff. I, I don't know something about that. Like, just like, I'm like, yes, you know, like yeah. he just tells it like it is. I don't have a specific, but like, yeah. When I read some of St. Paul's letters, I'm like, oh yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It kind of like fires me up a little bit, you know? Yeah. So, um, and he's not afraid of, I mean, he, he's in his past life, one of the worst sinners, mm -hmm. right? And he's not afraid to, to call people out on how they need to change their lives. Yeah. Uh, because, and it's something, something I battle a little bit sometimes, mm -hmm. um, especially in dealing with people who knew me before I became a priest. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I wouldn't say I was a sinner. I, I am a sinner still, but you know, it can be daunting to have to try to counsel people as a priest is called to do and how to live in accord with God's will and the teaching of Holy Mother Church. And, um, you know, often that involves a call to repentance. Um, but uh, it, it's frightening, especially when people who know, because what's the fear? Well, oh, but I have no credibility with this person. Mm -hmm. They're, they're going to say, you know, I, I knew, I know what you've done. I know who you yeah. are really, you know, yeah. they're going to find out my secret that I, mm -hmm. that I've sinned that I, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, and in Paul, we sort of have an icon for conquering that fear. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. I, I, I know grave sin. That's why I'm telling you this. Yeah. Now. Yeah. And that the, the one passage in particular that always sits with me is the part. And I, Maybe it's first Corinthians, but I can't remember where he's like, uh, I asked God to take this thing away from me, this temptation, whatever the thorn was. And mm. three times I asked him and he said, no. And, you know, my grace is sufficient for you. Like, that's just, yeah. I think that should give everybody just such comfort. Like St. Paul had this thing that was so unbearable to him that he just wanted it gone. And God said, nope. And then. You know, like, isn't that all of us too? So I just love that. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the book of Numbers <laughs> said no one ever. <laughs> Leviticus. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. It's all beautiful because it's the inspired word of God. But you got to admit, there's a, joke there's a certain, <laughs> uh, there's a certain flair that, that's found perhaps in the letters of Paul that might be lacking in the, uh, yep. Yep. Um, okay. So last one. Yeah. This is a good one for you, Mrs. Sullivan. How have you how introduced? Did you, in yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I didn't mean to talk over you. No, that's okay. How, how have you introduced your children to prayer? Um, so I was preparing for this because I don't remember 
So I said to my husband, how did we introduce our children to prayer? He goes, I don't know. Uh (laughs) So don't follow our example. No, um, clearly the first thing we, we did was just by going to mass. So, um, all of our kids were in mass at two weeks old. Now I know there's gonna be people, what, you took your kid out to mass at two weeks old? Yes, we did. Um, they're still alive. So I would have given your sons, had I known them, application to the seminary at two weeks old. <laughs> so um, false is strong at that point. <laughs> so there, so we sat in mass, all of us. You know, I nursed plenty of kids through mass, and you know that's what we did. Um, I think prayer at home. I don't remember exactly the timeline or how we what we started doing first or second or whatever, but we would do grace and meals. Somebody looking at us. Are there children behind me? <laughs> oh, they are. They're lingering. Um, Grace at meals. And they knew the sign of the cross. And they would learn some basic prayers. We also started. I'm very distracted by this right now. <laughs> the kids are waving at us. Raising saints is inside. recorded in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> <laughs> um, Grace before meals, I think, is probably where we started. And then we started doing nighttime prayer when they were kind of old enough mm. to do some rote prayers. Yeah. Um, we started, we, every night we do, currently our routine is we do a Hail Mary, we do the guardian angel prayer and we do the St. Michael prayer. And then we do, before all that, we spend 30 seconds or so in quiet. We probably have to up that at this point, but we were doing 30 seconds cause they were littler and that's a long time though for silence so 30 seconds yeah it's hard to get a, yeah. it's hard to get Matthew to be silent for 30 seconds to be honest yeah but, it's hard to get me silent for 30 seconds but the point of it is that they they should try to do a quick examination of their day yeah. um and then we do we list what we're grateful for in our day or mm. how we notice God in our day or even a petition that we might have so it, it it's the same, pretty much the same every night. I'm grateful for the grilled cheese mom made me today. I mean, it's pretty simple stuff, but I think we need to acknowledge the simple stuff too. So sometimes it's like, I'm grateful that Father Connolly came over for a little while and we got to hang out and it almost felt normal, hmm. you know? But, so um, was he. <laughs> <laughs> so, but all of that grew as time went on. When Samantha was four and John was two and Matthew was not yet born, we weren't doing that. We were probably just doing maybe a Hail Mary or whatnot. So gradually, I would say, it's the best way to do it. So, And by simply doing it, right? Just doing it, yeah. You're not going to have a family conference on the um, Ignatian spirituality versus the Benedictine... No, you just maybe we should though. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to hear that. A little maybe we could do a little discernment of spirits here. (laughs) Well yeah, just by praying together. Yeah. And and your example to them is something they will always, always remember. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. I mean and you know, could we do better? Probably always. You know, but we're trying. Yeah. And so I think. I think when kids see their parents praying too, that's a really profound thing yeah. that you might not know about right now. You know, uh, yeah. they're not necessarily going to come tell you 
But I've heard that story mm. plenty of times when people say, I, I have my faith because she didn't know I saw, but I saw my mom praying. So that practice of your own personal prayer really speaks volumes to your children. Yeah. Um, just your example, praying for them also mm-hmm. is a big deal. Yeah. You know, think of Monica and Augustine. Mm-hmm. Would we have St. Augustine if not for his mother? Right. No. 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 Yeah. And I, it, that's easy to forget, you know, yeah. just in the hustle and bustle. But um, yeah. And like, <sighs> praying for, um, I guess also, um, I don't want to, my thoughts are getting a little jumbled, but um, talking even about faith in a, in a very like conversational way yeah. is even sometimes um, helpful because Samantha and I were talking just the other day and uh, talking about the pandemic and all of this kind of stuff and you know, just trying to to get a perspective of how she's feeling right now. And um, one thing she said, and it just really, you know, was a good reminder to me was, well, it's really terrible, but we know that God can make something good from it. And you're like, you know, you're like, I don't know where you learned that, but (laughs) yes. Right. And so like, of course, I mean, it, it could just come from conversations that we have. You know, and, and the way that we try to look at, at um, life and, you know, trying to be grateful for what's going on. So yeah. that's beautiful. Yeah. And it just occurs to me, I mean, how could she know that? Right. How, how could she know God? Well, because you introduced them. Right. Um, and so to any parents listening, I think um, I just want to dispel the, the fear that you're not good enough. Right. Maybe, you mm-hmm. know, I don't know enough about God or prayer. And so how can I, you know, don't, don't do that to yourself. Yeah. No, no, no. God loves you so much and and you do know him and just simply making that introduction for you. That's, that's your job, right? Yeah. That's what you sign on for when yeah. you get married to you, that when God blesses you with children, you are their first teachers in the faith that you, and maybe that's, daunting right maybe yeah. well i didn't have a really great catechesis myself and so i'm playing catch up now. Oh, okay we we can get to that yeah Fine. but most important just make the introduction yeah. let them meet him yeah by talking about it by just praying together but right you know it does more than you can possibly yeah. know so just a word of of encouragement coraggio to <laughs> all of you you know uh god loves you so much and and he, he loves your children. He wants to love them yeah. the way he loves you. And, and he's not limited by whether or not we do this, but mm-hmm. he's waiting on you to make that introduction. Mm-hmm. So just introduce them. And he can make something bigger with our smallest efforts too. Yeah. Right. Like we don't, we don't have to, it's not our job to grow their relationship, but just yeah. to start the ball rolling. Right. Yeah which I think is a big thing to keep in mind because if you try to say like, Oh, I got to make sure that they love God and I got to make sure that we do like, it's too much pressure on yourself and that's yeah. not what you're supposed to do anyway. Yeah. So, all right. That's it for now. Yeah. So I already, 
you wouldn't ask me how I heard God. <laughs> <laughs> but I just told that story about Samantha, and that is was going to be what I was going to mm. use for how I how I saw God because it really seemed as if like there was like a relationship growing there or not an understanding growing there. Yeah. And it was just like a little like, see, this is, this is developing. This is, this is happening. She's learning. She's understanding. So that's mine. That's beautiful. Thanks. How did, how did you hear God? Oh my goodness. (laughs) In the last three months since we haven't recorded. (laughs) Oh gosh. In so many ways. Um, I'll just pick one for now. Thanks. And I'll give you the brief Your one version. thing. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the uh, abiding, abiding together. together ladies. Um, someone very dear to me has made the decision to enter religious life. And um, I, I couldn't be more proud of her and excited for her and, and just um, blown away by her faith, her perseverance and, um, it's just a, it's a beautiful thing to see someone making that that decision to say yes to God in that way and and of course I, I for a while I was a little nervous that in my being supportive of this young lady am I am I being pushy you know I don't and I don't certainly want because um, I'm going to continue to be a priest whether or not she's a religious sister and, mm-hmm. and so I I told her at one point I said I just want you to know how much I'm so proud of you no matter what, you know, I love you no matter what. And, and whether or not you become a, a, a sister, my love for you is not contingent upon that, you know, mm-hmm. and I had to say it, I had to make sure I had said it, but, but the joy that she just exudes, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, she really has found where God is calling her and, you know, talking about how the sister's, wear their habits and their veils and they say they get to wear their wedding dress every day of their lives. Mm. And, and the joy is just palpable and um, God bless her. I'm just so excited for her. And uh, so that's certainly been one way that God has been speaking to me lately. That's great. All right. So we're going to wrap up until actually Next have time. a nice summer. I don't think we're going to record again. What? <laughs> Hags. Have a, you never wrote that in someone's yearbook? <laughs> Have a great summer? No. I, <laughs> okay. Never did. Um, so we'll be back soon. Yeah. God bless right. you, everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening to Raising Saints. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and learned something about the faith, the church, and God. Most importantly, We hope you've heard God's voice as he calls out to you in love, as he calls you to a friendship with himself, as he calls you to be a saint. Until next time, God bless you. Looking for exceptional coffee delivered fresh to your door? We have the answer. Our friends at Grim Bean Coffee produce small batch artisan coffee using top tier coffee beans. The coffee is roasted when you order, guaranteeing the freshest coffee possible. Check out Breadbox Roasts, a new line of Catholic-themed coffees, available at www.grimbeancoffee.com forward slash Redbox Media. Experience coffee like never before.